Well, say the thing is, is it now for the past week in it? Firstly, it's been my niece. My niece has given me terrible, terrible chip bank day. Then my days, and then me, then me back started playing up. Now my lumbago is just awful, isn't it? And then the thing is, it's just a really the thing is, is that my teeth actually started to itch, and I'm scratching my teeth. Isn't it? And then, and then my air was out, and then Roy's got his angina playing up, and he's got the terrible gastric, you know, the gastric, gastric. So he's going all, you know, windy in the windy pops, and then me. studio i have sylvia silversmith hello dookie hello dookie listeners and holding a tin of something really weird looking marsha mcdonald hey people what up uh why am i holding a can of coconut cream i don't know is this some i don't know moisturizing agent that you're using all over your body no but although you can you can use coconut oil for that, I'm not sure I want to smear the cream on my face. Are you using it as perhaps a special ingredient for something from the West Indies that will taste amazing? A no. cocktail, perhaps? No, I like putting it a in... A sauce? Yeah, no, I'm not really that West Indian, Dookie. I, I know you keep trying to, like, shove me in, you know, to making, like, a... You know, ackee and saltfish, but um, I was actually going to put it in my hot chocolate. So it's a dietary aid. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Keep the flavor while it's a weight saver. God, that that really sucks. I'm really sorry, but I made it up on the hoof, though. Okay, yeah, I'll give you a point for this that. This is improvised. I get paid okay. the big bucks for this. Do you, Dookie? Do you really? No. Are you troubled by spots, blemishes, and flaky skin? Well, download the Dookie Radio Show every Monday, and your skin will be looking clear, radiant, and luscious in no time. The Dookie Radio Show, your key to beautiful skin. Oh, hello, darling. Has anybody told you that you've got beautiful skin? Yes. All the time. It seems as though everybody that we know is ill at the moment, including poor Irene. Did you hear that at the beginning? Yeah, she doesn't sound so good. She, she's not, you know, what, she's got lumbago. I don't even know what the hell that is. I think it's the posh version of a Winnebago. I do believe it's lower back problems. Right. She also has Often caused by constipation. Bless. I think we'll find. It was a bit odiferous when we had to record that earlier. She also has teeth that she feels the need to I'm scratch. Of, yeah, if you're scratching your teeth, you got problems. She's got a couple of problems. Mind you, she's incredible. 
incredibly spry for a woman of, we believe, 90-something. Yeah, you know, and her sex drive is second to none. You know, she's... Well, you know, she's hot for you for a start. Now now she's hot for Dave Barbarossa, you know. A uh, guest the, from last week's yeah, show, I the mean, legendary drummer. You know, she's saying she'd do him and you know, so I'm not let's I'm not gonna worry about her. Let I'm not let's not worry. I'm not gonna worry about her. Dookie yes. Martha. I am very worried about something that I need to talk about. Well, Dookie, firstly, we should start off by saying that you've been sick, right? And then the reason that we haven't done a show for longer than we normally do is because Marcia lost her voice. She was voiceless. She was voiceless, and then she's given it to me, so you can probably tell that I'm a little I'm a little phlegmy. You're a little bit raspy. I'm phlegmy of motorhead. And Dookie, you had it bad as well. I had a cough that lasted about 15 years. Yeah, when we tried to record the show, you were like horking up stuff that I don't even want to know what you were trying to hork up there. But yeah, it didn't work out. And then, yeah, I'm trying to work. You know, I give elocution lessons. I lose my voice, you know, and that, you know, that sucked the big meatball, I got to say, you know. Did you have to cancel engagements? Uh, yeah, well, nearly. I mean, I managed to kind of get through in a whisper, but it wasn't, you know, I, I had to work in Southampton and I came home broken. Uh, you know, I got broke. Does that mean that the people that you were training will now go to their respective places of work or their studios that they do voiceovers in and adopt the whispery yeah, well, cadence yeah, that exactly. you utilised I mean, on the I day. I hope I didn't give the message that, you know, you can talk, you know, like you can give speeches and stuff in a whisper. You know, I I don't know. I got broken. I I, I came home broken, didn't I, Sylv? She came home broken. She was broke. I had to make her tea and sympathy. It was tea and sympathy that night. And it sounds as though you're not exactly in full health yourself, Sylvia. Well, dookie. So, I think that we're going to talk about on this show is being ill, but stuff that's made us feel better. But I have to start off with something that made me feel worse. What's that? This is terrible, terrible news, Dookie. Are you ready for this? It could upset you. I, can we just warn the listeners? This could be very upsetting for you. Especially if you're from or you're, you're like from the United States or you're American or you're listening in the United States. This will be particularly upsetting for you, I'm sure. This isn't related to the Super Bowl, is it? No, this is nothing right, to do with okay. this. I have, nothing, I have no idea about the Super Bowl. I read that Katy Perry was amazing and that's all I know about the Super Bowl. Dookie, this is far more important than the Super Bowl. If I said three words to you, Tennille, Captain, and what would you say? Muskrat love. Muskrat love, Dookie. Absolutely muskrat love. Give it to me one more time. Oh, Dookie, give it to me one more time. Dookie. Captain oh. and Tennille, the duo who produced many slightly carpenters sounding romantic ballads and hits of the 1970s. Yeah, I mean, it's very soppy. I mean, they had a song that included the lyrics, hurry on down to my butterscotch castle. But I tell you, when I was a child, I I actually had Tennille's hairdo, which, if you're not familiar, was a pudding bowl hairdo. 
Right. Wasn't it? Do you remember, Dookie? Because, Marcia, you're not all that familiar. Now, it's kind of before my time, but, you know, once you played that one song to me, I was like, yeah, you know, you hear that on American radio, like, you know, 58 times a day at least. So, yeah. So what's happened? Have they decided to put out a new album? Therefore, you're a little bit worried that they can't reignite the spirit of the mid-1970s. No, Dookie, they are getting divorced. Haven't they been married for 40 years well, wait aren't you good that 39 years well, seriously well 39 years dookie they are splitting up oh my i mean at first i got worried i can't even remember why i was looking them up it was just one of the things that popped into my head and i was were you look- looking for a new hairstyle yeah, oh good gosh no i wouldn't go back there it wasn't a flattering look i have a very round face it wasn't a flat i mean i did actually look like a pudding bowl um and I was scared to look them up because I was scared that I would see one or both of them might be dead. And they are far from it. They are getting a divorce after 39 years. This has broken my heart. My word. Dookie, you know, I was saying to Sylv, you know, if you're together for 39 years, you know, you've stuck it out. You would think that you'd at least be committed enough to, like, put one another in the ground. You know? I mean, I know you can't both put each other in the ground, but, one, you know, you'd stick together long enough so that one could put the other in the ground. You know, why, you know, wouldn't you just look at each other and go, you know, uh, you know what the hell? We might as well. I, you know, who cares? I reckon the captain farted in bed quite a bit. He does look like a farter. He does. Possibly as a captain, the size of the ship and the motion of the ocean became an issue together. Well, you know, who wrote the lyrics? I have no idea. Because I'm thinking any guy that is writing the lyrics, what, what are they? Hurry on down to my butterscotch castle. I mean, that's grounds for divorce right there. I mean, you know, what? What? when did they write that? 1970-something? You know, she should have looked at him and went, you know what? I'm all right. In the 70s. I'm good to marry. You know, I'm okay. I'll do without. In the 70s, that was probably an acceptable chat-up line. Oh, God, really? They do make the carpenters look like motorhead. I mean, they are... Th- I mean, you said it, Dookie, muskrat love. But I, I don't even know how I got... To like them, I I think my dad was probably a fan, and he I probably found his record because I ah, did. A, I, I know why. Yes, tell me why. On one of their records, yes, they are pictured yes. with two really cute dogs. Oh, Dookie, you know me way too well. They had bulldogs, and I must have discovered this as a small child and decided this was it. But they they do make the carpenters look like, you know, hardcore death metal. Because muskrat love, let's face it. I mean, that is a soppy song. Anyway, so that that has been just a heartbreaker for me this week, Dookie. What On top of being very shame. slimmy. I know, well, what a thing. 39 years, that's a long time. So do you have any idea, genuinely, what the source was for their split? I have no idea. I mean, Dookie, let's... I mean, you... Okay, so you know them, right? Not personally. Well, no, but you... I mean... I know of them. I know Dookie, the music. You can picture in your head them both. Oh, I have an image. 
So the captain. Yes. Do you think maybe he discovered something about himself that he wanted to explore maybe different avenues Are before shifting off this mortal coil? Possibly implying the fact that maybe he was keen on Roger the cabin boy. Rogerine the cabin boy. Yes. Get it in there. Get the yes. wordplay in there, Dookie. I don't want to commit libel, Dookie, because you know how people can get. I'm just wondering that after 39 years, um, you know, and power to him and power to her. Or maybe she wants to explore new avenues. Are you implying that maybe he was a fan of semen? He, well, you know, his very name or suggests that he likes semen. Yes, or maybe he liked to drop his anchor in different seas. Yeah, okay, you guys are getting a little freaky here. Should, should yeah. Possibly he was keen on shipping sausages from one port to another. Tuki, are we going to get sued? Well. I'm scared. The. At least it won't be a joint suit. Big shout out to Captain Achenio. I loved you as a kid. I loved you. I, oh, I loved you so hard. A bit of light homophobia to give our condolences to a relationship that nearly lasted 40 years. Well, Captain I and think Tenille, they should have stuck it for the relationship the that is R.I.P. Yeah, can we talk about stuff that's made us feel better? Yes. Yeah, can we give a shout-out to Reputation Radio? Absolutely. Reputation Radio, big supporters of the Dukey Radio Show. Indeed, one of the important entities that brings this program to your auditory canals. Yeah, I, I mean, they made my night. I mean, I wasn't feeling very well, either physically or mentally. And, you know, they just... You know, they, uh, they they stroke my ego, which is, you know, uh, let us it's nice. We it's went to the Unicorn in Camden on uh, last Friday night to see Coordinated, which is Dave Barbarossa's band, our guest from last week. And Johnny from Reputation Radio and Pete Ringmaster were both there. And we were able to rub shoulders, not back a couple of pints and uh, share our respective musical tastes and indeed trouser wear. Yeah, and yeah, Johnny was saying that uh, we have got him interested in uh, the dog hotel. Yes, from... So we found somebody who's as crazy as you and Sylve. It is a, a little bit worrying that we had a, a natter about the glories of this fine television programme, which seems to have left our screens, although it must be available to stream somewhere. Dog Hotel, following Matt and Leon, who run a boutique oh, establishment for dogs. Yes. And, um, and it's the idea that us talking about it prompted Johnny and his other half, Mrs Johnny, to drive all the way down to the south coast of England in search of them, Yes, because I would like to say Ms. Johnny. Yes, oh, apologies, Ms. apologies. Because I like to be called Ms. Yes. Um, Ms. Johnny actually wanted to go see the chocolate shop that is is portrayed in uh, the show Chucky Wucky Doodle. But uh, Johnny said he was really pulling her towards seeing the actual dog hotel. But sadly, the dog hotel is a little ways outside of Brighton, as as you know, Dookie. It's in Shoreham. It's in Shoreham. I think so it's Shoreham a, it's, is to Brighton what Croydon is to London. Yes, yeah, so it's not really walking distance. But how fabulous that they, they're they interested now and that we found 
We converted some people to be Matt and Leon fans. But now banter makes somebody get into their motor car and drive a long distance. Isn't that fabulous? <laughs> fabulous! It made, fabulous! Oh, it made me feel I can hit special. the high notes again. The phlegmy has been hurting my high notes. Ooh, you're sounding great. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we had a nice chit-chat, you know, me and Johnny and uh, Pete. And, you know, as you know, you get your ego massage. Massage, is that how you Brits say? You put the... Yes, you put the, you're sounding like a local. You put the emphasis on the other word. You massage, you know, it's nice. You know, I don't think I'm an egotist, but, you know, maybe I am a little bit. But, you know, it was cool. And Dave Barbarossa is showing some promise on them drums there. The boy... Has some potential in the percussion stakes. Dookie, it he's was, a little bit good. He, it's almost like tribal. It certainly you know, is. You can understand why in other countries where they get that, especially in African countries where you see like, you know, they get really into those drum beats and it becomes almost like hypnotic. It's like that. And boy, did that make me feel better too. That was amazing. Brilliant and what gig. a look he has. I mean, that look is amazing. That um, Eva, who fronts, who fronts Cauldronated, she's very lovely. And she looks amazing. And she sounds amazing, too. Absolutely. In fact, Sylvia, you came up with a reference that I thought was quite apt oh, in dookie. terms of Eva from Cauldronated's look. Yes, this is a very obscure reference, though. Do you not think? It's not as random as you might think because the film is currently available on netflix is it yes so should we say what drama is absolutely ladies and gentlemen the fabulous stains see that's a really good title for me ladies and gentlemen the fabulous certainly and uh, a film which stars both ray winston a very very young ray winston yes as well as a very, very young Diane Lane. I wanted to be her so bad. I have no idea how I came across that movie. I think because it was like when my parents first got HBO. And, you know, that was amazing to have movies in your living room. Remember, it was when you could just get HBO and, oh, my God, you're watching movies in your living room. You're living the high life. Yeah, it's like you're living the high and life. And you need so, not leave the house. Yeah, so as a kid, you know, I think that probably came on quite late. And I was, like, watching Diane Lane, and she had all that kind of very similar look, that kind of punky kind of look that I just thought, I need to look like that. So and I just started wearing black all the time and doing weird eye makeup stuff. And Eva is very much emulating that uh, type of vibe. Yes. And another thing that's very, very good about the Fabulous Stains is that the band who are the inspiration for Diane Lane's group in the film, called The Professionals, are a bit of a super group. Ah. Paul Cook from the Sex Pistols on drums, who is a a long-standing friend of Dave Barbarossa's. Oh, well, good golly gosh. (laughs) <laughs> good golly gosh good golly gosh steve jones on guitar oh wow paul simonon from the clash ah who because he did this film it meant he couldn't play bass on the clash's album that was being recorded at the time uh-huh. which was sandinista right and ray winston who i think is largely 
pretending to sing on this uh, in this film. I didn't know any of those but, people uh, when yes. I saw that movie. And, uh, I actually have that movie on VHS. Fee Waybill, the singer from The Tubes, he also makes an appearance in it. And Archer, who would um, find fame in the film Fatal Attraction, as Michael Douglas's wife also appears in it. It's uh, a, a decent flick, I believe, filmed in Canada. Well, let's Did you just... need to know all of that? Yes, yeah, because he... if you go to Netflix, you can see the flick. Let's, you know, let's not get people's hopes up too high. I mean, it, you know, let's, this movie is, you know, of its day. I would, you know, I haven't seen it in a while, but it has, you know, isn't it? It's very much of its era. It's of its era. I, I presume filmed 1981 or so. Yes, I presume. And, but, you know, Diane Lane is just beautiful and I want it to be here. And did you know, speaking of Paul Simonon, he's got a new book out about art. Ooh. Uh, that he's co-written with someone who has slipped my phlegmy mind at the moment. But I just thought that I would throw that out there. Simo is getting his art on with somebody of note. He's an arty guy. He certainly is. You see him once. Yes, I was on my way to Paris. In fact, I just arrived in Paris and I discovered he was on the Eurostar with me. Uh And we had this amazing bit of non-verbal communication. He obviously saw my hair at the time, which was quite punky. It was blonde and spiky and he gave me a knowing nod a knowing nod which basically said i know that you know who i am and because of that you also appreciate that i probably do not want to engage with you but i'm going to give you a nod out of respect for knowing who i am Rock and roll. Oh, Joan Armatrading does that with me when I'm her her gigs, and I swear that she clocks me. And she's like, you know, I respect that you come to all of my gigs all the time, ever since 1986. When I and go- I also respect that you're obviously not crazy enough to like follow me around, like backstage and stuff, because I know she has fans that do that. After Simo gave me the nod, yes, we had to walk to. Um, w- walk off the train and I walked behind him and although it wasn't a bass guitar that he was carrying it was a hard shell flight case <laughs> I believe with the uh, art materials and I had my suitcase but in my head I had an instrument that I was carrying he had his bass guitar we were in the clash we were about to bring our gear into the 100 club in 1976 oh, and it was you. really exciting that's so sweet that's very sweet it's amazing who you see when you're traveling absolutely yes like I was once on the Eurostar with the guy from Fine Young Cannibals Roland Gift Are you Roland Gift yes I mean I wasn't a big fan but I was like oh it's the guy from Fine Young he Cannibals he didn't drive there you is. crazy to the point where you couldn't help yourself well of course uh, can we you know we were talking about that night Friday night when we went out uh, to see uh, Call Grenaded I haven't overheard from that night saying you know you me and sil went out to a gig it was really good it's a good night 
Uh, a lot of nice people there. Uh, good music. Uh, and you kind of mentioned that the the singer of has a very loyal comfortable shoe wearing fan base she does seem to attract the same audience same you know audience members as sylv's uh, joan armitrading right yes that kind of you know women women who like an easy hairstyle women who enjoy a clam bake or a clam jamboree yeah you always gotta take it too far uh anyway so uh we were standing outside. You and Silver are always kind enough to, you know, have a cigarette with me. You know, don't don't smoke, kids. I'm not advocating it. Uh, and there's a lot of these friends of Ellen, you know, out there smoking too. Friends of Ellen. Yeah, friends of Ellen. Right. Uh, you get that. Right? I do. Okay. So, and there's another couple, right? And they look like a straight couple, right? And, you know, they're kind of hanging out. And they're both kind of eyeing these uh, Katie Lang fans, you know, kind of eyeballing them and stuff. And kind of, you know, I don't know, you know, not, not being horrible. They're just like, you know, kind of, you know. Just chitting, chatting. You get me? Mm. And what I overhear the woman say to the man was, uh, "Oh, Dookie, wait a minute. Oh, this is pretty coarse. Oh, should we give a warning? It's coarse. You know, it uses a word. It uses a word, possibly that." Could you know if effects. if you got your kids around and you're listening to this and you don't you don't want them to hear coarse words? Okay, you're not the Osbournes, so you don't want your little kids to. You know, I'm not judging. I don't care, but we drop, you just we drop f bombs on this. Yeah, show I know, but this is bigger. Time. This is bigger. Is it context more than the word? Kind of, <laughs> and you know, if you got kids around, what is with the strong language on this show? Oh my it's word. It's downright unsavory. Oh dear. Oh my god, we don't want that kind of reaction. So, right now, put your hands over your kids' ears. So, what I overhear her say is, uh, they're looking at you thinking, that's why I eat pussy. This is called I Like to Start a Poem with the title of the poem. I Like to Start a Poem with the title of the poem. Do you know where the gents are? Yeah, they're over there. Cheers, mate. In the loop, I'm listening from behind the door. In the loop. Recording your thoughts and maybe even more In the loop Boys will banter and girls will duck In the loop Real observations are what I stuck Whoa, 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 in the loop Final to share of what I heard with you (laughs) 
I recently went to a trendy, if aesthetically unpleasing, club in the West End of London. While taking advantage of the venue's WC, I was taken aback to witness a loo attendant in full action, providing a service I thought had been relegated to the really bad ideas chapter of history. But like an anachronistic reminder of the bad hairstyles of yesteryear, this specialist service industry worker sat next to the basins and was armed with an assortment of sprays, lotions, potions, eau de toilette, deodorants, colognes, all things which come under the banner of Schmelzgut, and providing the service while being exposed to the inevitable sights and sounds that one associates with a, a public lavatory. Having just completed the inevitable myself, I maintained my commitment to good hygiene by approaching the basin to wash my hands, and also to double-check that my appearance was still at an adequate standard. After finishing the cleansing process, the loo attendant pointed to his bevy of nasal tingling products. You want some? he asked. No, thank you, I replied. But, sir, yes, no splash, no gash. Quite. Uh, yeah. I think I might have got whiplash in the posh pit. It's a new feature called Posh Pit. Ah, uh, what the hell? Indeed. What What are they listening to? Some easy listening death metal music. You know what I call that, Dookie? I call that, I'll be down in a minute, Mom, music. It was from a genuine concert. Those people were actually performing. Yes, no, no, I get and that. And the banter in between songs could not have been more polite Bless. But, you know, it's just like I stole that from Bill Bailey. But, you know, when he's like jamming out and then he'll say, I'll be down in a minute, mom, because it's what 15 year old boys are listening to in their bedrooms. Arguably, Adam and Joe had that whole ethos with Stephen. Oh, yeah. So they did. Yeah. Uh, so we're celebrating all things posh. Is that right? Yes. But in a very kind of realistic day-to-day way, not in a, oh, who's prime minister now? Is there an American equivalent? I mean, you people are still really hung up on the whole class thing. Like, you know, I know for a fact, Dookie, that you try, you put on a different accent when you're calling for a cab. Yes. So you go kind of like Irene. Not quite as heavy as that, but I I discovered that when I phoned up the local minicab service, there are others <laughs> that when I used my own voice, the prices were twenty percent more than uh, when yeah, I rang up and yeah, said, oh, "That's I'm, terrible." I need a cab. Yeah, can I? I need a cab from whatever road I live on to wherever road I need to go to. Can you not come out there? <laughs> Do they really? They, they charge you like twenty percent less? Yeah, then that's, genuinely, that's just a blatant discrimination. So, so you, the poor, poor, posh people. You know, the sad thing is, you know, we do actually have a posh quote for the week to go under. But the sad thing is, is that basically all of our material for this segment comes from you and your guitar player, the lovely Ed. Possibly. Yeah. It is the first segment. So we may discover on our many travels that there are other posh people in, oh, I've got some. in peril. 
oh, I, I've got some posh people. You know, it could quite easily segue into first world problems. Yes. Like, you know, oh, my God, what do you mean they're out of Moroccan topped hummus? You know, that kind of thing. Oh, no, they're not out, are they? Oh, Dookie, you know, I had a hummus crisis. I was really hoping to uh, have access to that. Yeah, we're low carbon. So, you know, hummus takes a big precedence in our house at the moment, Andy Pandy. Now, I do not want to steal Marsha's thunder here. This is not a posh version of Marsha's overheard segment. No, 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 no. In fact, this segment will highlight moments in which posh people are inadvertently being super posh. This particular story involves myself and Ed Sonsino, guitar player from Top Buzzer. We were discussing our forthcoming tour. We recently had a date added in a place called Stockport. And Ed asked, so uh, where is Stockport, dear boy. Our drummer quickly replied, it's near Manchester, adding that he knew of a cheap hotel in nearby Poynton. Ed came back with this absolute jewel in the crown of tour talk. Poynton, I once had a horse named Poynton. (laughs) This is called My Painful Breakup. Welcome to Scintillating Situations in Your City, featuring Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, Sylvia. Hello, Dookie. Hello, Dookie listeners. What have you got in store for us this week? Dookie, let's talk telly. Now, we're only talking telly because we've all been ill and everybody we know who's been has been ill. So it, I think it's fair to assume that lots of people have not been very well and have probably been watching more television than they would otherwise, particularly given that January is a month where, you know, people are a little low on funds and, you know, maybe people are drying out and things like that. So I think it's fair to say we need to talk about TV. Absolutely. The perfect companion to a duvet day. And yes, and I also happen to know that there was something on TV that made you feel better, Dookie, and it's something that we need to tread a little carefully around. This next clip in no way, in no way whatsoever, is to be seen as demeaning to this particular condition. In fact, our love for this person her name is Ruth is in spite of it the show that we're talking about the undateables in which it features people who seemingly on paper would be a challenge to find matches for and in many cases specialist dating agencies are able to locate partners for them or potential partners and you realize that we're all the same and that we're all wonderful despite being in some cases square pegs in a round hole ruth has a condition known as tourette's yeah like this whole show does in a way yes. this whole show has tourette's yes okay and she is absolutely fantastic she's hot 
and she's very, very attractive, bisexual, so if you're a man or a woman, she's fair game. Which is probably far more offensive a phrase as anything well, else. That could be a little... Like I said, we need to tread carefully. Dookie, yes. it was her particular ticks, as they call them, with uh, Tourette's, that we're actually... They made they put a smile on your face, didn't they, Dookie? And... She sees the humorous side of it. And ultimately, the only victim in this next clip is a squirrel. And the squirrel seems quite pleased going about its business and indeed was staring at Ruth when she came out with this bad boy. Swear at the squirrel. Fuck you. Holy fucking shit. Your mum's a fucking squirrel. Arguably, the squirrel's mum was indeed a squirrel. There's nothing is a squirrel there that if, if she's still alive. factually correct. Indeed. The squirrel's mum is a squirrel. And the squirrel was being sweared at. Didn't really seem to care. Indeed, I wish most people out there on planet Earth had the moral constitution of the squirrel in that the squirrel didn't really care. Well, yeah. Perhaps even saw the humour in what Ruth was doing. You also have to illustrate the fact that she was also flipping the squirrel, the bird, twice over. Yes. So, and the squirrel was just, you know, nonplussed. Is that the word? It certainly is. Dookie, I think she's lovely, and I had a slight problem with that episode. Why is that? Well, she's fantastic. She seems oh, really I wonderful. I think I know where you're going to go. Well, the dating yes. agency found a French comedian. Yes. And she was an hour late. She was an hour late. Not really apologetic. No, I know. And Ruth could not have been more lovely and accommodating with this Gallic would-be Mrs. Wright's shortcomings, Call of which there me. were Well, I mean, call me a tight ass, but and uh, happily, I will take that crown. So, you know, okay, I'm a tight ass, but, you know, if somebody's an hour late, firstly, I'm not still going to be there waiting for them. And secondly, if I am still there waiting for them, they better apologize. Yeah, that that would have hacked me off. You know, I'm not as much of a tight ass about time as you are, but, but, you know, an hour... You know, at least come up with a convincing lie. You know, like, oh, you know, I was involved in a seven-car pileup and I had to save somebody's life. You know, at least come up with a lie. You didn't even lie. Poor Ruth had to sit in this rooftop restaurant bar for 60-plus minutes. With a camera crew. With a camera crew. And as she was getting more and more worked up she started to tick of which here's one of her regular outbursts thundercats wankers she says thundercats a I lot i love that too, thundercats wankers i love the fact that she says thundercats i think that's fantastic i've started doing it myself and isn't i think brain it's absolutely am- brilliant isn't the brain an amazing thing like how does the brain come up to, to do that to just say that that's one of your things that you say thundercats thundercats I'm pleased to report that the romantic development between the comedian and the wonderful Ruth did not come to fruition. Yeah, I think that they comedian wasn't saw very each funny other a anyway. Of times. No, no, and it gave French people a bad name. Yeah, you know, if you're going to be a comedian, you know, being funny seems to be somewhere in the top five of the job description, wouldn't you think? Yeah, along with uh, being punctual. 
Which reminds me, do you remember from our Edinburgh Fringe episode? We yes. talked about funs and games. Oh, yes. In which oh, the yes. one catchphrase involving that one comedian, I've forgotten his name, was the most punctual comedian in all of North Manchester. That's getting very big now, Dookie, that show. Indeed. Can I just say that it goes to show how hot Mar- our own dear Marcia is for Ruth that she's getting so worked up about her Gallic date. Yeah, Marcia. I think, I, I think, yeah, I, yeah. Marsha, would you? Ruth? Yeah, yeah, my heart's going a little boom, titty boom there. Yeah, yeah. Thundercats. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I would, yeah, I would. De- yeah, definitely, for sure, I would. Now that we might be ready to go out, because the phlegm is passing, I have something that sounds pretty scintillating to me. This is in our own dear London town, and I had no idea that a lot of stuff goes on in this city. Well, that makes me sound really stupid. Lots of stuff goes on in this city, but lots of stuff, uh, you know, did you, like, this isn't the scintillating situation that I'm going to talk about, but did you know that you can go along to Prime Minister's Questions? Did you know that? I didn't realize that's open to the public. You can go along. I had no idea. Is there a waiting list you need to make? Why? Yeah, but why? You know, if I wanted to sit around and watch a bunch of narcissists shout at each other, I'll go home to my family for Thanksgiving for that. You get me? This is a fair point. See, that's why I wouldn't talk about it. Because A, it doesn't really sound that much fun. And B, they do get very shouty. Don't they? They certainly do. They get really shouty. That would make me a little nervous. A little nervous. But anyway, you know, it's stuff like that. Did you, you know, like you can just go and do that. But this thing I came across, there is a monthly vigil at a place called Crossbones Graveyard. Every month, the 23rd of every month, there's a monthly vigil. And this wouldn't normally, you know, maybe appeal to ourselves and our listeners but Crossbones is an old burial ground that dates all the way back to medieval times. So, and apparently there's 15,000 paupers that are supposed to be... Paupers, not like what some people use to enhance their... Oh, sex, Their sexy times, but paupers as in Whoa. poor people. So I just don't want to get confused there. So paupers. 15,000 paupers are believed to be buried there. And they only just rediscovered this site in the 1990s. So what happens is, is that people go along to have a vigil for the outcasts. And now the information on their website isn't very clear about what the outcasts, you know, how they define an outcast dead person. So I was just trying to think, what would you be outcast for? See, you're still phlegmy or sneezing. Bless you. I'm not 100%. Yes, we're all very funny. I'm not 100%. So people can now listen to this show. And here's the deal, people. If you go back to the beginning of this show and get yourself a nice bottle of something, something. And every time I say the word phlegmy, take a shot. Make sure that it's a Friday or a Saturday night. And that you have a paramedic standing by. Anyway, so Dookie, what would an outcast have been in medieval times? I would imagine anybody that witchy. Pagans. Yeah, I, I believe that uh, beliefs would come into issue. Uh, 
Clearly, also whether or not they were in league with the devil. Well, yes, that's what I mean. Pagan, mm. like pagans, yes. like if they even thought that you were witchy, like you were just stirring your porridge one morning, you know, they thought that you had toads in there, or anybody who had a different lifestyle. So maybe you had medieval Ruth and medieval Marshalls and medieval Ellen fans. You know, those those kind of people they would have been outcasts. And Dookie, I just love this. I am all for the outcasts. Outcasts, bohemians, anyone who is on the fringe. And therefore, this really just sounds amazing to me that we should all go along and have a vigil for them. It's, it, it's secular. It's open to all faiths. So you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to believe in, you know, any kind of afterlife or anything like that. You know, you just go along and have some good feelings about these people. These poor outcasts that, and paupers who are buried at this site. And if you are going to go, you um, some people, it seems, they recite stories or poems or songs. That could be fun. And what you might want to do is bring a flower or a ribbon or some memento because people tie them to the shrine. So it must be covered if they do this every month. Absolutely. Doesn't that sound amazing? Whereabouts is oh, this yes. taking place? Crossbones Graveyard, I have never heard of it, is um, in near London Bridge, is the nearest station. So it looks like it's kind of not far from the station. It's uh, down Borough High Street. Right. You know, actually, I think I might have stopped there once on the way to a job interview. Because I remember there being a graveyard and maybe a playground. And thinking, now that's a very odd juxtaposition, isn't it? Like, here, kids, here's some dead people while you're having recess. In the same way that the outcasts from medieval London are being celebrated, the show The Undateables does the same in which people with afflictions are shown in a positive light. And you realise that we share a great deal in common with each other, regardless of ailments or conditions or appearance. Yes, I think I'm it's being just, very right on. So, yeah, you are being right on, and I think that is a danger. You know, you don't want to come across as being all right on, but I just think anybody we were just playing this earlier. I think we need to be a little yeah, bit right okay. on. So, so you know, I think it's anybody who, as a kid, you know, you were just seen as a bit weird. And let's face it, all of us in this room, and probably a fair amount of our listeners, could probably attest to that. The Dookie Radio Show, supporting outcasts since 2012. Absolutely. So why should we not celebrate our outcast forefathers and foremothers? So I'm going. The 23rd, I'm going. I'm going to bring a memento. Yeah, I don't mean to piss on your parade or anything. And, you know, I'm up for it. I'm down. Everything you say, cool. And you say that people have poetry. I... I suspect some of that poetry might be a little dicey. Ooh, dicey. Sylvia, it has been a slice of outcast hugging heaven having you here on the Dookie Radio Show. Thank you, Dookie. Thank you, Dookie listeners. This has been Sylvia Silversmith reporting on scintillating situations in your city. Thundercats. Let's see what Slutty Sue is doing in her house. 
Are you done with those mugs? To a mere pedestrian or uninitiated local, Penge may appear to be an unremarkable suburb of London. Neither city nor country, neither posh nor destitute. But in this quiet enclave in the southeastern quarter of our nation's capital is an Art Deco semi-detached house owned and occupied by a North American transplant to Blighty named Slutty Sue. She likes to clean. I popped into Slutty Sue's pristine abode and asked, Slutty Sue, what have you been up to? I wanted to buy my neighbor a stuffed toy groundhog. Because he invited me round to his on February 2nd to watch Punxsutawney Phil's prognostications. My neighbor wasn't all that familiar with Groundhog Day, but he said that I should come over because I love groundhogs. They burrow in the ground and get all dirty. Sadly, the closest I could find to a stuffed groundhog was a fluffy souvenir animal I bought in Beaverton, Oregon. It's been sitting in my loft for ages, so it's got all dusty. So today I've mostly been cleaning my filthy beaver. Click on your mouse to our Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find, it will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dookie Radio Show The Dookie Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. Well, that's your lot. A lot of people are ill. <coughs> Ooh, I think I still am. A lot of people are phlegmy. But hopefully we've managed to make you feel that little bit better. You've been listening to Ill Crazy. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. May the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, 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 uh. Ah, that's got it.